Hello, this is the TJ Show. Hi, TJ. This is Mickey with Key West Vets and Pets. I listen to you every morning. Thank you, Nikki. You were at a Halloween party this weekend? Mm-hmm. We went to Fantasy Festa this weekend, and Wait. people were showing as much skin as possible. Our costumes were kind of uh, on the way other end of the spectrum. We're both characters from the Squid Game TV series. Nikki, how is everything in Key West right now? You know, I'm so grateful we're on in so many different parts of the country and we get to check in. Key West is so beautiful. Uh, Tell me something special about what's going on in Key West so the rest of the country can hear it maybe come visit you at some point. Well, uh, we like to kid around with the rest of the world saying it's getting starting to get a little cool here, so bring your sweater because it's going to be cool. How cool is cool? 79 degrees. 79. Oh, that is freezing, Nikki. I don't know how you're going to yeah. get through it. You want me to mail That's you a sweater great. from up here on the uh, upper part of the East Coast? That'll work. That'll <laughs> Nikki, be fine. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever visit up north for any reason? I'm from New Jersey. I left when I was 17. Oh, you should come back. My, uh, my <laughs> uh, high school class was graduating, walking the stage, getting their uh, diplomas, and I was on the airplane going to boot camp, <laughs> and I never went back. Wow. Well, listen, uh, I, I have friends who have come up from Florida, and it is like 70 degrees, and they need a jacket. And I'm shocked by it. I'm like, there must be something wrong. Like, really, you need a jacket? No, you get acclimated. Yeah, I know. You're very acclimated. It's great. Um, what's your favorite fish? Oh, that's not a fair question, but I love anything with blackened grouper. Oh, no, I meant like your favorite fish to observe. She lives in Florida. You know she's fishing? Oh, my God, I go scuba diving. There's so many down there. My most favorite one to observe would be the nurse sharks. Really? Do you swim with sharks? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I've been in the water with sharks. I mean, as long as, you know, you can read their language, then you'll be okay. What, what language does a shark speak? Um, they drop their fins when they start getting their uh, when they start getting annoyed. Their their side fins start to point downward, and the more annoyed they get, they they may devo- develop body twitches or ha- arch their body. When you see their their pectoral fins, their their fins off to the side, when you see them start to point downward, they're getting a little annoyed. Wow. When they start. When they start to twitch their body and, and arch their body, it's time to get out of their neighborhood. Nikki. But for the most part, yeah, they're like cats. They're more curious about us than anything. <laughs> okay. I have never heard a shark described in that way. And you would think after all these stories about shark attacks and any time I've ever gone down to Florida, it's like, uh, do you really want to go in the water? If someone would have just mentioned, watch the twitching. Watch the fins. Watch the peck yeah, muscles. Yeah, watch the fins. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, they're like cats. They, they'll come around, they'll check you out and go, oh, God, I don't eat junk food. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, but, uh, you know, and, and they'll, they'll they, yes, they do bite people, but they, their bites are, are more exploratory. And do you know why? Why? They don't have thumbs. They can't touch us and go, oh, no, that's junk food. I'm not eating that. So they, they kind of nibble and go, Spit us back out. I'm not doing that again. Oh. Don't put a person in your mouth. They're disgusting. <laughs> you know? well, they, are. They, they go around and tell the other ones. Don't. And there's always the one that doesn't believe them that says, I've got to try that. And then they go back and go, oh, my God, you were right. That's disgusting. Don't do that again. Oh, one time I was peer pressured into swimming with sharks. I was in the Bahamas. And it's not too far from you, right? And we uh, go into this big shark tank. And I, I'm looking around. And I'm seeing people with these spear guns. And I go, 
uh, this doesn't feel right. Like, if a shark attacks me, is a spear gun shooter, even the best in the world, going to really be able to take this shark down? And is it going to be too late? They move fast, don't they? They can turn on a dime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So th- that was basically just there to fool me into thinking I was safe. I did a yeah, dumb a little thing. psychological pacification. <laughs> Hey, Nikki, we are so happy that you found us, and it's great to have you listening. Tell your friends. I will. Thank you so much for listening. I just had to share that story. Oh, don't worry. You're you're the best. You call us anytime. Okay, have a good one. Be safe. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. J-Bo, how do you do laundry? What do you mean, how do I do laundry? How how do you do it? I load my clothes in the laundry machine, the washing machine. Yeah, I do my own laundry. Why? Well, Kenny, open it. Kenny has quite a technique. Would you be willing to share what your technique is? Now, it, it doesn't really tax him very much. He doesn't have to do very much when he does his laundry. Well, I usually do my own laundry at my apartment, but if I happen to be visiting my family, there are times when I'll Every time. leave my laundry in the laundry room and it magically gets done. No, you are a grown man. <laughs> that is a no-no. Kenny heavily leans on his mom to do his laundry whenever oh, you're in their neighborhood. Yeah, which isn't very often, so don't say <laughs> heavy. It's it's a rare occasion. Do you ever bring dirty clothes to your mom's house? Well, again, if I'm visiting and I need to <laughs> no, do no. laundry, I'll Our... bring it with me. Oh, okay. But again, you most of the time... Do laundry at home and then go visit your parents. It's efficiency, J-Bo. We have to take advantage of every second lazy. we have. Well, he just said the key words, take advantage. Yeah. No. See, the thing is, is I bring it and I plan to do it myself. Oh, yeah. yeah. But my mom, she just can't help herself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's how it works. So not only is that bad enough... Uh, there's an extra layer of horror that I'm about to share with you. And tis the season for horror, no. right? Yeah. So apparently, it seems like she forgot to put a laundry pod in one of the loads that she did recently. And so Kenny's shirt smelled and he noticed it. And so he wanted to let her know. Now, if that happened, wouldn't you just be graceful and say, eh, you know what? We'll let this one go. We won't call mom out on I it. I wouldn't call my mom out. I would just take my stuff home and wash it myself because I'm a grown woman. Which I had to do. I had to fix my mom's mistake and I wanted to help her going forward so she doesn't make this mistake again. <laughs> Jabo, I'm warning you, just be ready for the discomfort, okay? If his girlfriend Allison is listening right now, this is your way out. Yes. This is your free pass. <laughs> Get out, girl. You said it. Evidence. Right here. The last time I visited, remember you took it upon yourself to help me with my laundry? Yes. Is there any chance that you would have forgotten to put a laundry pod in the laundry with my laundry? No. No. Well, a couple of shirts from that batch had a little bit of body odor smell to it. No way. Yeah. No way. I can't believe you're telling your mom this. This is I would have never said a word. I don't know. I I don't want to be pointing fingers, but the only thing I can think of is that Mm -mm. you just put it in the washing machine and let it go without any detergent. No way. I'm sorry. That's okay. I forgive you. Yeah. Okay. Well, just just keep that in mind next time you do mine or anybody else. Yeah, I am so sorry. (laughs) Wait, Jaybo, are you you allowed to slap him? Can you slap him? She doesn't have to apologize to you. Did she slap you? No, I'm trying to refrain because I know it's going to hurt. No, I mean, did your mom slap you? Wait, hold on. Heather's going to slap. Heather's walking over. Ow! There you go. He needs a slap. (laughs) I don't know. I I, I don't know how that would happen, but I'm sure it did. 
Uh, I must have been drinking. Unless <laughs> 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 oh, right. I just let you do your laundry when you drop it That's off. That's right. I would have been happy to do it. Yep. I know, but I I, oh, I have problems, so I have to do it. <laughs> now, you said that knowing she was going to respond and say, because the worst thing you could have done was fought that, but you just, you you so carefully manipulate her response by saying, I'm going to do it. Uh, no, I, I, I will confirm nor deny that. You are a pro at that, yes. He's, he's very slimy sometimes. He's like, yeah, he drags out words and everything. Yep. Yes, producer Heather. I'm annoyed because I think I might be on Team Kenny on this one. It just sounds like his mom is enabling him and is just doing his laundry. I think I'm on Kenny's side here. So Thanks it's the mom's fault. I think so. See, yep. everyone's pointing at the yeah, mom. It's I Kenny's fault. No, it's not the mom's <laughs> fault. I do think she's enabling you, but you are a grown man and you can say, hey, don't do that anymore. Right. I know. Shame on you, Kenny. I know you haven't said, don't do that anymore because you're benefiting from it. How dare you? <laughs> well, Jabo, regarding my girlfriend, Allison, she's bragged to me several times how good of a folder she is. So I think she's trying to... Show off? Get in there. She yeah. wants to do my laundry. Let her shine. Boy, you got a bad your dang mind. I know you done. You, you must woke up on the wrong side of the bed today. You are crazy. No way. I was at a dinner party on Saturday night, and all of a sudden someone said, oh my goodness, Matthew Perry passed away. Quite a shocker. He's 54 years old, obviously most known for his role on Friends as Chandler. Were you guys Friends fans? I wasn't a fan, but I watched a couple episodes here and there. I have friends who are huge fans. Yeah. Kenny? Yeah, just like J-Bo. I've seen a lot of episodes, but it wasn't one of those shows that I followed. Like Produ- The Office, for instance. Producer Heather, you're a big Friends fan, right? Through and through? Yeah, I've seen every episode thousands of times, probably. And I consider myself a Chandler, actually. Yeah, it's so sad. It, we, uh, I, I didn't know this about him, but he wrote a memoir and talked a lot about his drug addiction and the years of suffering from being addicted, there were times he said he didn't even remember filming the show. That he looked back and he felt like it was a big blackout. And I'm reading even more about him. In his memoir, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing, he talks about there was one point he was taking as many as 55 Vicodin pills a day. Man. And then his life was transformed and he stopped and was free of addiction and spent nearly like $9 million in rehab and recovery programs. So his body went through a lot. And then he also shared this. He said at one point he just got so low that he called out to God to help him. Mm. I didn't realize this about him, but he, in his memoir, shared he kneeled and prayed and the light slowly began to get bigger and bigger until it was so big that it encompassed the entire room. He asked what was happening and why was he starting to feel better? He said he started to cry. And he said, I mean, I really started to cry. That shoulder shaking, kind of uncontrollable weeping. I wasn't crying because I was sad. I was crying because for the first time in my life, I felt okay. I felt safe. Decades of struggling with God, wrestling with life and sadness. All was being washed away like a river of pain gone into oblivion. It's pretty powerful. These are his words from his memoir. So, you know, I read that and I, I have some peace for him. I, I, my hope yeah. is that, you know, he's in a peaceful place. Just shocking. You know, you just think about 54 years old. You just never know when that time's going to come. And here he was. I mean, they're still investigating exactly what it was. They don't think it was foul play, but apparently he had uh, something that happened in his heart and then he drowned in 
his hot tub right. was discovered by his assistant. He lives in Pacific Palisades out in California. So a tragic story. And everyone at the party that I was at was shocked. They're like, what? 54 years old? I remember when I saw it pop up on my feed on Insta, I was like, what in the world is going on? And of course, the first thing I thought was, oh my gosh, did he relapse? Did he go back to using drugs? But according to people who are talking about this reporting on this, they're saying it's like his heart gave out. He didn't Mm. have any drugs in his system. And so if anything, I'm rejoicing with him because he has found his peace. He Mm. did get his healing. Yeah. In a way, J-Bo, it's a celebration of life. Right. And it's, it wasn't all bad. There were so many wonderful things that he experienced and that we experienced through him. Kenny, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I'm very sad for Matthew Perry. When you hear that someone passes at that age, it's really heartbreaking. I'm happy that he was able to get his act together and find purpose and meaning in his life, but I still can't help that he's been taken way too soon. Well, we're thinking about him and his family today, and I'm, I'm seeing a lot of tributes to him on social media. Everyone, even like I follow Harry Connick Jr., and he posted the scene that he was in with Matthew Perry yeah. and said, oh man, I remember it like it was yesterday. People sharing those joyous moments too. And I'm curious to read his memoir. You know, I'm seeing these little snippets and these tidbits that are leaking out here and people are sharing and uh, hearing his life with his own words is, is really fascinating. And I've learned a lot about him that I didn't know. So there it is, Matthew Perry. We remember him today. Can't believe it. This weekend, first time for me. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this dessert, but I'm at a party and someone starts serving what looks like a mistake. It was a... <laughs> It was a brownie and a chocolate chip cookie mashed together. Have you ever seen this? Yes, those are so good. Yeah, it's like the bottom of the tray is brownie, and then the top is a big chocolate chip cookie. And I ate it, and it was really (laughs) wonderful. And I can't believe I've been alive this long. I've never seen this before. You guys are in the know on this. Yeah, it's a mess you didn't know you needed in your life, huh? Yeah, well, who knew? Like, brownies are so great alone. Yep. Chocolate chip cookies are so great alone. Why didn't I think of mashing them together? I have no idea. I mean, this is incredible. Yes, producer Heather, did you know about this too? I believe they call that a brookie. So it's even got a name for it. Well, I thought this was a new thing, a brookie. (laughs) I had a brookie this weekend and it made my day. J-Bo, what's happening in your world? Try it if you haven't tried it. It'll change your life too. It does. It will change your life. Um, This weekend was pretty good, actually. Friday night we had... A dinner with uh, TJ's house, and that was pretty cool. I had a good time. Oh, yeah. We had the whole show over, and it was a special time. We got to meet Kenny's girlfriend. We got to get into that. <laughs> what was your favorite part of the evening? Well, the food, because your wife, Jess, is an amazing cook. I well, mean, yeah. the company was great, too. I'm not going to complain about the company, but the food was awesome. The conversation was awesome. One thing I did notice, though, is that you didn't do much talking. You kind of, like, disappeared. Like, your wife, Jess, did a lot of the talking, and... Oh. What's going on? What's up? What do you mean, what's up? I, w- I was pouring you guys water and cleaning dishes, and I was making sure that everyone was having a good time. He um, was garçon. I have, what is that? A waiter. Oh. Fancy waiter. I, I was to, looking around for you, and I couldn't find you. Well, I have to do my part, Jabo. You know, when you have people over for dinner, you got to serve. And so what? who's going to do that? You think my kids are going to be the ones? <laughs> Put them to work. Rinsing off the dishes? That's no. right. We had to get ready for the next course. What else is there to say? You guys want to eat? <laughs> Kenny, what's happening in your world today? I got to see my nephew Finn again over the weekend. That's interesting to say, because his name is Finnegan, and I said I got to see him 
Again, Finn again. I got to see Finn, my nephew, and my brother told me that I hold the men's record for holding him for the longest amount of time. Oh. And I'm very proud of that. Apparently, when my dad, his grandfather, or his other grandfather hold him, they hold him for all of five minutes to get nervous and then immediately give him back. Wow. Yeah, and I had him for about a half hour. I'm life. impressed that you make a move to hold a baby. Anytime anyone has ever asked me to hold a baby, I always say, oh, no, I'm fine. Same. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, like, yeah. who needs the risk there? Uh, the, I, I have to hold my own kids. And I like my own kids, and I feel very confident when I hold them. But if someone else asks me to hold their kid, very rarely do I say yes, unless they're in danger. There was one time I picked up a little kid because they were going like a weird direction in our living room. Okay. And my wife was really impressed. She was like, wow, you just picked that baby up. I was like, well, I didn't want it to fall <laughs> over and smash its head on that little cement thing we have. No, I'm confident when it comes to holding babies. I just don't want them to throw up on me. Oh, yeah. So well, to that avoid too. that, I just won't bother holding them. It's risky business. They look so innocent. But it, there's always a risk. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for any memory to create with this child so he could throw up on me all he wants. Ugh. I love that kid. Yeah, well, Kenny, it's wonderful to see that. You, you still have an itch? To have my own child? Is that what you're talking yep, about? Yep, yep. I don't know. I don't need to. I don't need to scratch right away. Yeah, um, I think I, yeah. I can last a little while before I have to scratch that itch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your girlfriend uh, is wonderful. We got to meet her on Friday night. Yep, and uh, really, really sweet. Did you see anything wrong with her, Chabo? No, she's super sweet. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. you got. I you told got you high ratings from the whole team. It must <laughs> yeah. feel I mean, pretty she cool, right? Clearly tolerates Kenny, which is like <laughs> she's a gem for that. Right. He's he's a lot to tolerate for sure. This is the TJ Show. Thank you for turning your radio on today. This is the TJ Show. As J-Bo mentioned earlier, we had the whole team over for dinner. My wife Jess and I wanted to do a fun night of cooking a cow. And every, everyone except for Heather. I ordered a pizza for Heather because she's a vegetarian. Was your pizza good, Heather? And uh, I noticed there was one point in the evening, I was helping my wife prepare the dishes, just like getting everything plated. Which feels like I'm doing something. I mean, it's definitely not cooking the full meal. And she made two desserts, an apple pie and then a peanut butter chocolate cake. And at one point, I'm preparing Kenny, who asked for one of each. I start glopping salted caramel on Kenny's <laughs> apple pie. And my wife, Jess, goes, no, no, no. No, no, you have to drizzle it. And yes. I said, I said something that's really mean. And I'm sorry for this, Kenny. I feel like I have to admit it to you. I was like, <laughs> do you think Kenny cares if he's got glopped salted caramel versus drizzled salted caramel. It's about presentation, TJ. Yeah, but I would almost argue that you'd prefer glopped, right? You're right. You actually, seem like yeah. a glop I'm a glop guy. guy yeah. And I was trying to tell her that. And she's like, no, it's got to be drizzled. It's got to be drizzled. <laughs> so we were arguing about you, Kenny, oh, in nice. the kitchen. <laughs> I thought I heard that. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, because where I was sitting at the dinner table, the kitchen's behind me. Yeah. And I can hear conversation. But I was like, let me go ahead and just turn my ear off in that direction. Yeah, I'm like, the guy likes glops. <laughs> like, of course he wants glops. Uh, he doesn't know who. First of all, no one wants drizzled salted caramel. Everyone would prefer glops. But Kenny's a guy who will just own it and say, give me some glops. Give me the glop. Yeah, so I was trying to argue on your behalf, Thanks, Kenny. DJ. I wasn't making fun of you. You're a great friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, what was, so your girlfriend Allison comes into this group of people that mm -hmm. she's never met before. You guys have been together for what, nine months now? Just about, yeah. And that's got to be pretty uncomfortable for her. She was definitely anxious going into yeah. it. What did and she think was going to happen? Like, what was her worst fear? I don't know if she articulated what 
she feared, if she feared anything, she's generally an anxious type of person. She's quiet. Mm. So perhaps if the conversation turned to her and she was the sole focus of the evening, that might have made her uncomfortable. But that wasn't the case. Well, I purposely didn't call attention to her for a very long time. Did you notice that? I, not consciously. Did you no. see that, Jabo? Well, nice. there were moments where your wife just did ask uh, Kenny's girlfriend Allison a question directly, but she answered well. Like she didn't seem anxious at all. TJ didn't do much talking the whole night anyway, but like she was fine. <laughs> what do you mean? Do, do you guys want to hear me? What just talking the whole time? You, just, you were very observant. I'm very observant, so I recognize that you did more observing and putting food in your mouth than you did talking, and that's not a problem. I'm just. I mean, observation, that's yeah. all. Yeah, well, I also feel like if everyone's having a good time and everyone's talking, then, you know, I don't need to be someone to ram myself into the conversation. There's, there's peace at the table, right? Yeah. There are people who have to shout over everyone, did you hear about this or did you hear about that? It's like, no, let's just enjoy our cow, have a great time with our <laughs> filet mignon. It was wonderful. I was just expecting you to kind of like ask at- Allison, Kenny's girlfriend, loads of questions. No, I you didn't. You did it. So I was no, just, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to make her uncomfortable. And she's so sweet. She brought this uh, box of art supplies for my kids. So, Oh, that's a smart girl. I didn't yeah, know that. This beautiful box, which I'm going to reuse, by the way, and gift to someone else. But <laughs> smart it, man. it had all these beautiful paint markers and I think pumpkins were yeah, in there. Yeah, wooden pumpkins. Yeah. And the kids, they set out this huge plastic sheet, which was also in the kit. It was like an arts and crafts kit that wow. she made and they start painting pumpkins and it was so awesome I was like wow nice. that's so thoughtful sounds like you got a great girl there I definitely do I am thrilled she had a great time we all had a great time she was very complimentary to Jess not only for the food but the way Jess was able to lead the conversation if there ever was a lull yeah. Jess was there asking a question furthering the conversation but it didn't feel forced or anything like that I've known that about Jess for a long time but yeah. Allison was very impressed her family you want to talk about not a lull in the conversation <laughs> if if you want to get in on the conversation at one of my wife Jess's family functions you have to shout and fight for it like you have to literally <laughs> knock someone out to be able to get a word in get a crowbar. And, and so that's part of the reason I'm trained to remain silent because <laughs> unless the conversation focuses to me which sometimes it does and then I have to answer or almost like a press conference, whatever they ask me. So I know. It's like if you're around my wife or her family, the conversation's taken care of. Yes, Producer Heather. Well, speaking of press conferences, there was a point where TJ pulled out his camera and started taking pictures. Was out, Did Allison notice that? And was she like nervous that he was going to take pictures of her? Because he did take pictures of me while I was playing with Luna the dog. No, so I took out the camera because anyone who has a dog knows that they're sneaky wolves. Okay, have you ever seen a wolf? <laughs> oh, don't talk bad about Luna. That's she's, a good girl. She's a sneaky wolf, and she knows she's not supposed to get food at the table. And she knows that about me. I will not even pay attention to her. I won't even look at her at the table. But Heather... Can't help herself. So Luna comes up and starts sniffing and puts her snout like up and she starts like mouthing kisses at her. And so I wanted to photograph this and I got some pictures of Heather at the table with Luna. Like her mouth is open above Luna's mouth being open. (laughs) (laughs) It was was hilarious. I still have to edit the photos, but I will and we'll post those. I was just feeding her like a baby bird. Nothing weird about that. Nothing (laughs) weird. (laughs) And she doesn't care. She loves it. So we had a great time with you guys. I'm so glad you were able to come over and thank you for spending your Friday night with us. It was beautiful. Thank you for the invite. Thanks for having us. Yes, of course. When something amazing is happening in the world, you got to call attention to it. Can't just be all bad news all the time. Of course. Pass on the good news. Well, I saw this headline. It said, restaurant adds $50 unable to parent fee for rowdy kids. This is at a restaurant in Georgia, which is about an hour and a half outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee, where we're broadcasting. (laughs) 
And I say this is great news because I completely agree. If kids are running around a restaurant or causing a lot of uh, problems in the restaurant, they're too loud, the parents should get charged. I mean, I'm, I've left restaurants because my kids have been fighting with one another at the table. And my wife gets so mad at me. I, you remember this, right? I do remember that. And I was really surprised that you even walked out of the restaurant and said, nope, we're not having dinner here if you can't behave. Yeah, I got to say the famous dad line, get in the car. Let's go. Come on, let's go. And I get to shorten my talk. Let's go. Let's go in the car. No, dad, then we're going to eat. No, get in the car. Get in the car. Do you ever have your dad do that to you? Hey, uh, if you don't uh, shut up, uh, you're going to be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kenny's dad. Yeah. So at this restaurant in Georgia, it, on the menu, it says there's a fee for bad parenting. And for adults unable to parent, it just says money signs, adult surcharge. Oh, my goodness. And people are seeing this on their receipt, which I think is hilarious. And the exact amount is apparently at the restaurant's discretion. Several Google reviews are very upset, unhappy with the charge. One review reads, listen to this. If you have children, absolutely avoid this place at all costs. <laughs> the most disrespectful owner made a huge scene in front of the entire restaurant because our children were, quote, running through the restaurant. We were told we need to go to Burger King and Walmart. So he insults the parents and says they should go to those other places and that we were bad parents. They have a $50 surcharge for bad children. Another review claims that he was charged $50 even though his children were well-behaved. Well, now that's according to him. Some parents right, have a de- exactly. yeah. different definition of yep. what's well-behaved. Like my wife thought my kids were fine. Dada didn't. Not so much, yeah. The owner came, this is the review. It says the owner came out, told me he was adding $50 to my bill because of my children's behavior. My kids watched a tablet until the food arrived. Well, that could be rude, right? Who wants to hear a tablet? While Unless you're they have, I mean, maybe they had headphones in. And don't know. The owner still thought it was rude. I don't yeah, know. Don't know based on this. Uh, they ate their food and then his wife took them outside while he waited and paid the bill. So I guess he paid it, right? Mm. Users also criticize the other fees on the menu, so it doesn't stop there. 18% gratuity for separate checks if you decide you want your order on separate checks. Oh, my checks. goodness. And a $3 sharing a plate fee. So it sounds like these guys, they're just annoyed by anything other than ordering food and eating yeah. it in peace. It sounds like they're trying to rack up. It's like it's like bad mood dad's restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah seriously. Like my dad used to get mad when my brother's fork would scrape the plate. He'd say, come on, Mike, you kidding me? And my dad, Pick up your fork. You guys said that I'm all silent when we were having dinner the other night. You wonder why. I was afraid to make a noise. <laughs> and now when anyone comes over, we just eat in peace because that's what my dad wanted. The restaurant owner told a TV station he's had the parent surcharge on the menu since the pandemic, but he's never had to enforce it on any of his customers. He wants to emphasize the charge is not for kids, just for adults who don't know how to parent. So he's really holding his ground. And uh, I guess you got to respect that, right? At this point, he might just might as well make a restaurant just for adults and just say no kids allowed. The owner said the group would have to be really bad for the fee to be brought up. So I guess it's all subjective. What is what is a bad parent or what are kids out of control? Right. Everyone has a different definition. A representative for the restaurant went on to say, there's nothing wrong with kids and families coming to the restaurant. However, if your kids are running through the dining room, it's not parenting. There I you have go. to agree with that. That's really annoying. I agree. Because it's not a playground. It's a restaurant. Sit your butt down, eat your food. Let's go. That's why I said this is good news. Because if my kids start acting up, I would love for the restaurant to step in and say, you got to go. Okay, great. Dust my pants off. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> got to run. 
This is the TJ Show. Our news, it sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what is happening in the world on this Monday? Have you ever thought about whether there's a correlation between curiosity and patience? Never. Mm, No. Well, researchers at Duke University have discovered that curiosity tends to increase a person's patience for a desired answer, while at the same time making them more eager to hear it. So they're patient, but they're impatient? Well, they're eager to hear it, but they're willing to wait. How they did this was interesting because I think it's paradoxical to me when I try to wrap my head around it. If you're curious and you want to know something, you usually want to know it as soon as possible. But the more curious you are, the more you are willing to wait Mm. for that reveal. What do we do with this information now that we know this? Stay curious. Stay curious? Yeah, stay curious. I think the way they did this study was pretty interesting. They used a digital paintbrush Mm. and started drawing an image. And then the participants had the opportunity to hit a spoiler button. So Ah. before the image was fully revealed, they could hit a button to spoil it. And they asked them questions based on their curiosity. The more curious they were the less inclined they were to hit the spoiler button, the less curious, the more inclined they were to hit the spoiler button. So, How do we get to experiment on people? It just sounds like so much fun. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to be in a laboratory with a bunch of humans? And you got to like, offer right. them money, TJ. Money yeah. and food. That's how you get people. All right. We should, work, we should do some sort of a laboratory experiment. Yeah, we could do some kind of focus group. Why not? We it, just have to fun. offer people something because they won't come for free. No. Yeah. yeah, I'd be curious to know what the people do. Yeah. So I like double-sided mirrors. I like when you can watch. That'll be fun. I've been in one of those, actually, in a double-sided mirror focus group. And people have no idea. I mean, they look at the mirror and they wonder what's going on. Right, or some no people, idea. they check their teeth and they smile on the mirror. Mm-hmm. And you're like right behind it. It's really cool. <laughs> it's super cool. Kenny, what else do you have? Students in the Netherlands have designed the world's first off-road solar-powered SUV. And to test it out, they drove it 620 miles across Morocco. 600? That sounds cool. Now that's a... That's not even a tank of gas. It's just the sun being turned on. Right. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. They say Morocco was their testing ground because it had a large variety of landscapes, so they could test out the vehicle on just about every type of surface that the car could possibly encounter. It's got quite the range as far as the sun charging its vehicle batteries. It can go about 441 miles on roads and about 342 miles off-road, plus or minus about 31 miles, depending on whether it's a sunny or cloudy day. That is amazing. I'd buy one of those. Yeah, never mind this electric vehicle nonsense. Like, the sun. It's right there. It's free. (laughs) Free power. How how cool would that be? Something tells me it's almost too good to be true, right? You think the gas companies, the the automakers, they want the sun being the thing that fills up the car? Someone will find a way to tax it, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to have to pay the sun tax. (laughs) Right. No. (laughs) Yeah, you better believe it. Kenny, what else do you have? Regularly drinking tea or coffee during a person's middle age could help them when it comes to becoming frail as they get older. Oh, yes. You're I feel a- like these stories, they go in, in this pendulum form. One week it's good for you, the next week it's bad for you. One week it's good for you, the next week it's bad for yeah, you. Yeah, in two weeks we're going to be reporting how it's really bad for your bones, but <laughs> TJ, you drink about like four cups of coffee a day. Yeah, Are well, you feeling kind of strong or at least looking forward to feeling strong when you get older? It's two to three, Jabo. But sometimes I have four. I don't know what I'm saying. Let's be real. It depends on the day. I do, I feel like there's something about when I'm consistently drinking coffee that it makes me feel better. And I can't quite put my finger on it. But I talk to other coffee drinkers and we all agree. Like, yeah, there's something about our life that's better because we drink coffee. And I can't, 
Well, there's you're the science. On caffeine. <laughs> Four cups of coffee does appear to be that magic numbers. They interviewed 12,000 participants between the ages of 45 and 74. They, it was a 20-year study, so they talked to them at that point and then 20 years later. And essentially, they asked them a bunch of questions involving their weight or feelings of energy or the get-up-and-go test. And people who drank a significant amount of coffee or tea seem to do better in all of these tests 20 years later. Great. j you just quit drinking coffee. I you, did. You want to jump back on board? I don't. I dabble every once in a while. You know, maybe have it once a week or once every two once weeks. A week? No, you need four a day. No. <laughs> I used to do two or three a day. I cut back and now I'm, I definitely stopped drinking it. I'm not going to peer pressure you. I just every once in a while I'll throw a little hint out there and see if you want to get back in the game. Well, it's funny because a few days ago I w- walked in with a cup of coffee and TJ's like, you have coffee? I'm like, yeah, just today. I just need a little bit of coffee. You're like, welcome back. Yeah. Every time he sees me drink coffee. He's like, welcome back. I'm like, bro, J-Bos it's literally once a week. Back in town. <laughs> no, I'm happy for you. Congratulations. Thanks for the support. Yeah. Kenny, what else do you have? Five Nights at Freddy's tops the weekend box office with a record-breaking $78 million domestic gross. $78 million? Yeah, this is kidding me? the highest grossing opening for a female-directed horror film and for a PG-13 horror movie. So those are the two records. It did dethrone Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, which no! came in at second place in its third weekend. I should probably know this. Is this a Freddy Krueger movie? No, nothing to do with Freddy Krueger. It has to do with the video game Five Nights at Freddy's, which is set in like a Chuck E. Cheese-type restaurant oh, environment. Yeah. The idea is there's a lot of jump scares when you play the game, mm. so it's Mm-mm. it's... Fun for some people who enjoy that kind of thing, but the idea is to survive five nights at Freddy's. Hi, it's Freddy's. <laughs> Would you like a poisoned hot dog? I mean, a regular hot dog? Yeah, the characters are <laughs> are animatronic, like stuffed animal. Yeah, no, that's a no for me. Yeah, okay. Kenny, what else do you have? When should you throw away your leftover Halloween candy? Just don't go trick or treating. You don't, you eat it all. Okay. Uh, so there's two options. <laughs> well, the easiest answer, according to experts, is that you probably won't get sick if you eat an expired piece of candy unless mm-hmm. you eat a lot of it. But granted, if it's expired or not, you'd probably get sick if you eat a lot of candy. They say that you could eat candy until it starts to lose its good taste. However, there are some general rules of thumb. For instance, dark chocolate can last up to two years if kept in foil in a cool, dark, dry place. Mm -hmm. Milk chocolate will last about 10 months. Hard candies will last forever as long as they're not exposed to moisture. This is not a story worth doing. Why does milk chocolate last? Wait, hold on. I want to know about milk chocolate now. Why does milk chocolate last less than uh, dark chocolate? I think because of the milk aspect. Okay, that's important to know, TJ. Candy never lasts beyond the expiration date. So there you go. There's the solution for that problem. (laughs) Whatever. No no one keeps candy around long enough. That's part of the problem. Kenny, what else do you have? A Beatles fan approached Paul McCartney with a big cardboard sign that read, Paul, please sign my piano. He had his piano on a trailer that he was towing with his car. If someone's going to show up with their piano, I hope he signed it. Yeah, Paul seemed to get okay. a kick out so, of it. so, man. That's, that's work. He posted a video to his Instagram, Paul McCartney did, saying, here we are signing Pete's piano. And Pete apparently is from the same town as Paul in Liverpool. Huh. As he signed the piano, Paul dictated what he was writing. To Pete, cheers, 
Paul. <laughs> now very to, deep. <laughs> now you have to look at that every time you play it. And then Paul ended the video playing a little bit of Lady Madonna wow. on the keys. That's awesome. Yeah. That is really cool. Really cool and experience. by the way, that new last Beatles song comes out this November week. November 1st. Okay. So interesting how these little stories pop up and get our attention mm-hmm. right before a big story is about to come out. And that's awesome. I always love the idea of getting something physical signed, not just a picture, not a piece of paper. I like signed microphones. That's really fun. Yeah, I like the idea of needing a trailer to take whatever you want signed <laughs> to whoever you want to sign it. Yes, that is fun. The bigger, the better. See, Paul seems like he's so nice. Oh, of course, man. Yeah. I'm just an easygoing guy, an easygoing bloke from Liverpool, you know. So good. <laughs> Paul, so special. Very nice. Kenny, what else do you have? Social media is hailing Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins after his devastating injuries suffered in the team's win over Green Bay yesterday. It looks like Cousins injured his Achilles tendon. It was a non-contact injury that looked similar to the one Aaron Rodgers suffered in week one with the Mm. Jets. Um, Before the cart took him into the locker room, Kirk Cousins could be seen looking up at the Jumbotron, seeing it was a big moment in the game, and then cheering on his fellow teammates and encouraging him. Were they were they playing on turf or it was grass, so that oh, kind yeah. of that kind of debunks maybe that. I think it's possible to get injured in any situation, especially in a game like football. Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers was playing was playing on turf. On yes, on field. And so turf, no, that was correct. a confirm uh that was a concern. So. Yeah, this game was at Green Bay where they do have natural grass. But I guess people are thinking when you have a season ending injury like that, it's really easy to just hang your head down and be bummed out about it. But the fact that he was still very much in tune with the game, cheering on and encouraging his teammates showed a lot of fans why they believe Kirk Cousins is the most loved quarterback in the league, even if he doesn't play for your team. It's all about the team. We want the team to win. Kenny, thank you for keeping us somewhat informed. That's what's happening. This is the TJ Show, and this segment is brought to us by KFC's new hot and spicy wings. You know, these hot and spicy wings just go beautifully with football. Yeah, they do. And uh, obviously, yeah, yesterday, I think the big story from all the different football games was once again, Taylor Swift, (laughs) which has to annoy some football players. I mean, even Travis said he's done with all the Taylor coverage. Not quite in those words. Don't quote me on that. But that was the feeling you got, right? She's probably annoyed with it, too, because she's not the focus and she's become the focus. Yeah. Even when she doesn't show up at the game. Somehow, Taylor still becomes the headline. Like, there are stats now. People are crunching the numbers. With Taylor at Chiefs games, the Chiefs are 4-0, so undefeated. When Taylor's not there, the Chiefs are 2-2. When Taylor is there, Travis averages about 100 yards per game. When Taylor is not there, Travis runs for about 50 yards per game. So... It is interesting to break down the stats. Now that the stats have been broken down, I mean, I wouldn't have thought to break down those stats, but I could see why people are fascinated to point this out. But they won games when Taylor wasn't there. Yes, but only two of the two. Yeah, they're two and two. When Taylor's not there, 4-0 and when she's there. Yeah, but she, they still won the games. They're capable. Uh, what they, about don't the two? Her, they don't need her to win games. What about this last one? They lost and she wasn't there, Jay. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Taylor. I'm a well, Chiefs fan, and they've been winning even when Travis wasn't dating t- t- Taylor. Yeah, but when there's drama and a need for more drama in the world, uh, Avi, we talk about how Taylor wasn't there. Avi. And, and they lost. So, listen, I'm. this is my excuse to get in on a football talk, okay? I don't know much about it football. It has nothing to do with Taylor. But I do know the stats. They lost two games without her, and one of them was yesterday. I think she's a good luck charm. I, I believe in superstition when it comes to sports. When Taylor's there, they win, and and the stats 
remained true as far as Travis Kelsey's receiving yards. Yesterday, he had about 58. But again, he's almost always over 100 when she's in attendance. And I think the capper of all of this, they lost to the Broncos, which are probably one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. They're now 3-5, and and the Broncos were thrilled they played shake it off in the stadium at the end of the game oh, after their on. victory. See, this is all so about petty. Taylor. It's, it's all so about annoying. Taylor. And I'm not superstitious either. I don't I don't believe in that. But uh Swifty Stitious, right? Swifty Stitious, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I've heard that wasn't Patrick Mahomes who's a quarterback for the Chiefs, wasn't he sick? That's the word on the street that he was dealing with some kind of flu Ooh. or bug, which might have had something to do with it. He played terribly. Ooh. The Kansas City Chiefs had four turnovers. I believe Mahomes had two interceptions of his own. Mm. Patrick Mahomes has never lost to the Denver Broncos in his career. He's never lost a road divisional game in his career, and they both those streaks ended yesterday. And if the quarterback isn't delivering because he's sick, you can't expect Travis mm. Kelsey to catch anything that isn't being thrown to him. See now, Jay, so I don't think it has anything to do with Taylor Swift. Now you're getting below the surface, which is hard for me to talk about because I don't know much below the surface. I just see Swifty headlines and I'm like, all right, cool. Well, that's, they got that, you with that that's the problem. Bait, huh? Yeah, the clickbait. Yeah, they got me. See, I think if Taylor was there, everybody, including Patrick Mahomes and his wife, Brittany Mahomes, everybody would have been in a better mood and that would have allowed them <laughs> to know. play no. better on the field. When you're sick, you're sick. That's it. Taylor makes me feel better. If I had the flu, Taylor, would, <laughs> I would still feel sick. <laughs> and I love Taylor. Good. Right. Well, you're you're a seasoned Chiefs fan. How many years have you been a Chiefs fan? Well, I've been a Chiefs fan since the Rams left St. Louis, and I lived in St. Louis. So I would say 2015. 2015. Look at that. So you're uh, you're getting on 10 years. Getting pretty close yeah, there, Jayla. close. All right. So I'm just going to listen to you. Taylor has nothing to do with it. All right. She does. No, we're going to put that out there confidently. 